Amen. Luke chapter 24. It's always a potluck service, so you know, I know I'm going to preach quick and I know how it goes, you know, amen. We all get tired and, you know, reminds me of that joke with that little Johnny comes to church with his grandma and after the potluck, she starts falling asleep, you know, and pastor's preaching, looks over and granny starts snoring and pastor looks over at Johnny and goes, why don't you wake your grandma up? He goes, why don't you? You're the one that put her to sleep. <laughs> so, amen. I'll try not to put you to sleep tonight today, amen. So, amen. Luke chapter 24, talk about something to get you a little bit excited. Hopefully, amen. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this book. Lord, I thank you for being a great God and saving our souls. Lord, I thank you that you're, you're worth living for, Lord, and you just touch our hearts and fill us with your spirit. Lord, I thank you for this book, and I pray, pray you bless each and every person here and touch their hearts, Lord. And I pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Luke chapter twenty-four, and it says, "And behold," and chapter number, or verse number thirteen. I apologize. Very popular passage. Pastors like Romans, and I. I this is one that I kind of glean to. But Amen. You, you keep reading a little bit more in your in your studies, and the Lord's going to give you something new every time. Amen. His His mercies are new every day. And behold, two of the Two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. And certain women also of our company made us astonished. Which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels. Which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us at the sepulcher and found even so as the woman had said, but him they saw not. You know, I'd like to preach on that thought, being made astonished. You know, God's still a great God. He'd make you astonished. And I see it from the first, these people, they came, they, they made them astonished. Firstly, I'd like to say that these people were looking for God that made them astonished. You know what? They rose up early. That's what it says there in verse 2. Yea, and certain women also, in verse number 22, made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. You know, they rose up early, Mary did, with all those other women, went to the sepulcher and were looking for them. You know, people do that. Sometimes you get around people that are looking for the Lord. Oh, are they seeking the Lord? Heard that this morning. And those people make you astonished. Why? Because they're looking for him. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse number 17 says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Amen. Jeremiah 9.13, and, and ye shall seek me and find me 
when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Man, those heart verses have always stood out to me. Those that did which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a right heart. And I said, Lord, I don't ever want to be that person. Bible says Romans 10, 9. I mean, it's a salvation verse that we all learned on that Romans road. That, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But did you just believe with half your heart? Was it your whole heart? Weren't you astonished when you got saved? As we just sang in that song, the joy that filled my soul when I got saved. Something came into you and you're just like, man, you ain't never liked this before. I think one of my favorite, I'm sorry, brother Mike, I'm going to say it. Brother Mike got saved. He went outside and went outside smoking cigarettes. What just happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? Didn't even know what happened. He just went outside and, uh, and I'm so, what happened to me? What happened? What's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? He ain't smoking cigarettes now. But he didn't know back then when he just got saved, but he's just, the joy that filled his soul. And he was astonished at just what happened. I think of Pastor Joe Brown. He had, you know, with all the COVID came out and he had a bunch of Catholics come to his church and they got saved because the Catholic church was, wasn't up. Well, we're not doing COVID. So a bunch of these, well, there's a Baptist church down the road out here in the middle of nowhere. So they all started coming to his church. Well, then they all got saved. And this one guy gets saved and they tell Joe, Hey, why don't you come out to this restaurant? We're, we're going to buy you, we're going to buy you a dinner and stuff. So him and his wife go out there and <laughs> this guy's in the bar. I'm just. Hey, come on in here, Joe. Come on. Hey, what do you want? You want a margarita or something? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't have a clue. But you know what? He's still made astonished. I wonder how many of us might have ruined that, though. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to be drinking. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He just got saved. Look, come on now. Come on now. Let, let the Lord, let the door, Lord do the washing. Let the Lord do that. I like that. I have to actually switch that up. I used to say, and this is that part of that, it even goes back in the, in the field. You know, it works for you in the field. And I preached that message last Sunday. What works for you in the field? People say, hey, you, and I hear it all the time. Hey, you want a beer? No, I don't drink. You know what I say now? No, thanks. And sometimes, and because this is what it is. No, I don't drink. Oh, you don't drink? What do you do? You, you go to church or something? Sure. You know what I mean? And now you're just blam, 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 blam. You know? So, no, no, thank you. And use the rap that. Move right along. You don't care. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Right. No contention. No pride. I don't drink. Well, good for you. Yeah. Secondly, I see this, those that have made astonished but found out he was alive. There's a difference when you find out that God's not dead. We sing about that and how great thou art. You know, we nailed him to the cross. You know, verse 23 and 24. And when they found not his body, they came saying that he would also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us when they set the sepulcher, they found out even as so that the woman had said, but him they saw not. You know, they were astonished that he found he was alive. Hebrews 11.6 
Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. But He is a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek Him. You know, you might just find out He's alive. I remember when I first got saved, it was all about, you know, you, 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 man, I knew I was a sinner. I'm still trying to cut sins as smoking and drinking and blah, 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 all that stuff and working on my pride and this and that. And you didn't have to tell me that. And that sometimes you'd be like a, like a cat looking up and Jesus is still on the cross. But one day it just finally kicked, clicked, you know, God's alive. He wants a relationship with me. He wants to talk with me. And when I finally got that revelation with him and the, that came down from heaven and his word to just talk to me, man, it changes you. Makes you astonished. God is real in your life. But sin will kill your walk with God. You won't want to be around him. Like Pastor mentioned this morning, Genesis. Adam, where art thou? Now you can even get bitter. You can get bitter at people. You see that in Scripture. Just because, just because somebody else might be doing good and you're not. You know what it says about the bitterness? You know what bitterness is referred to as? A root. And you know where a root is? It's down where you can't see it. But it's eventually going to come out. That not be that way. It hurts your walk. Look at this. Pastor actually did this this morning. I was actually pretty stoked about this. First and last verse. Look at Luke chapter 24. Here's your first verse. Talking about found out he was, found out that he was alive. Made astonished because they found out he was alive. Now upon the first, Luke chapter 24 and verse 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher bringing the spices which they had prepared and the certain others with them. I'm going to preach a sermon on going from the sepulcher to the sanctuary someday. Because <laughs> you read the last verse. Look at the last verse. And they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. You're going to have to find out He's alive. God's alive every day. God wants to talk with you. Then you'll start worshiping Him. You start singing. You start shouting. It's okay to shout amen. 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 It's okay. You get some other services and you'll be like, the only one who's not. You ever been there? It's a good place to be. Man, everybody else is excited about God, but I'm not. Why? Well, you got a heart problem? What makes you astonished? <laughs> yeah. It changed your heart. It'll change your life. You know what? God is not just a doctrine. Amen. You just don't study Him and then just put Him back up on a shelf. He's alive. You don't just put Him in a box. He's still working in people's lives. He's still saving souls. He still reveals Himself to those who seek diligently after Him. Verse number 30, he reveals those to breaking bread. 
And it came to pass that he sat at meat with them. He took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them, and their eyes were open. Verse 35, and they told which things were done in the way and how he was known of them in the breaking of bread. You know what I liked about when we got up here and we had all the tables up front here? We was breaking bread. Today we are breaking bread. Hopefully we had some good godly conversations down there. But what I liked the most was we were breaking bread right here. And you know what we had then? We had a testimonial of people when God was alive in their life. I remember Brittany. Brittany talking about hers. I went in there to be a therapist. God had different plans. God's alive. God's still working. I remember the other brother. I'm going to throw him. But he's talking about, hey, he's struggling with alcohol. He said, you know what? I went and struggled with alcohol and I quit this and that. But then, you know, even like when I was quitting, you just, you're on autopilot. You just go right to the store that you always went to and you want to go get it. It's like you don't even have to think about it. You just do it. But he finally went to the store, he bought this alcohol, and the Lord's working on his heart, and he said no. So he goes out there, and he, he puts the alcohol by the dumpster. He didn't dump it out, and then he walked back in his apartment, and then and he started battling you know, with the flesh, and the devil's working on him. So he goes back out there to get that alcohol, and somebody else already took it from the dumpster. Well, now he's out the money, right? right. So he goes to work the next day, and he's folding all this stuff because he works this place. Here comes a $20 bill right down the aisle right towards him. He goes, thank you. I'm telling you, God's alive. He'll bless you for searching. He'll bless you for doing the right things. Breaking the bread, you realized He was alive. And those testimonies just come out. Thirdly, I'd like to say that these people were made astonished by people that heard His voice. Verse number 32. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened us the scriptures? Amen. You opened up the scriptures today? Is he talking with you? That fire that comes down from above touches your heart and it can't be contained. But you've got to go tell somebody about the Lord. Is it that way tonight still, Christian? That it's got to be let out? Or is it put out? Is it quenched? Is that fire smoking? Is there any smoke? You know what I like? I do a lot of backyard burning. (laughs) I'm sure Pastor can say amen right there. I like it when you can get a fire so hot that there ain't no smoke. Right. You ever done that? Yeah. I mean, my wife's like, honey, just trust me on this one. We're just going to keep piling stuff on it because it'd be smoking, smoking, and all of a sudden, and then you try to get within from here to Dennis from it, and your face hints, hair's burning off. You're like, oh, gosh. You know what I mean? This smoke, I mean, just fire. It just burns in your heart. The Lord gave you that verse. Faith cometh by hearing. Heard that one this morning too. And hearing by the Word of God. And I told the kids down there today, you find somebody that's not willing to listen, and you find somebody that's not being willing to be obedient, just watch them. You kids listening, just watch them. And adults too, watch them. Somebody that don't want to listen. And somebody that just wants to be disobedient. Watch the problems they're going to have in their life. 
If you're not going to be obedient to the Lord, that's why I preached on the kids down there. <laughs> like I said, best of luck to you. You can take the luck. You can have all the luck you want. I'll take the Lord. You know, I think of Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord for her. She's the only one that gets mentioned all four times in your in the Gospels as seeking the Lord. The lady that was possessed with seven devils, amen, sought him early, found out he was alive, heard his voice. Sometimes you won't, I won't even preach on that, but sometimes you won't even notice the Lord the first time. You've got to wait a couple times. Samuel did, Peter did, Mary did. But I like how it says there, the two angels come down. Mary's there, it says two angels were there. Two angels. Why did that happen? You know why? Because as soon as Mary knows that she hears the the Lord's voice, you know what's going to happen to Mary? She's going to be astonished. (laughs) She's the one that made the others astonished. You ain't going to tell me some lady that was possessed with seven devils was just like, yeah, I seen the Lord today. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? Jesus is like, all right, I'm fixing to reveal myself to this lady. You're going to have to stop her. Because she was once possessed with seven devils. And she's real excited when she sees me, okay? I don't know how y'all see it, but that's how I see it happening. And I see the Lord behind the other angel. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I haven't ascended yet. Angel's like, yeah, keep her there. But she's astonished. She's excited. She sought him. Amen. She heard his voice. How about hearing his voice in a confirmed message? Pastor speaking something. You say, you know what? I was I was thinking on that and I came to church and the pastor preached on it. What, are you watching me? No, no, he's not. Some of the points I got here line up right with his message. We didn't get together and, hey, what are you preaching on? Didn't happen. Maybe it confirm it through a saying. When I was putting this message together, and Shady Acres had theirs, and Brother Terrence Calvin gets up and preaches on a message, Luke 24. I tell you what, I I got astonished by that. He didn't even preach the same text, but I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm 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 on the right track. Yeah. Brother Nick's got up and preached another message that I have on a back burner. He, he entitled it when, when the fire fell from heaven, and I told Pastor about the one I was going to preach on, which was the God that answers by fire. You know what I did? I got astonished by that. That lifted me up. I was like, yes. Thank you, Lord, for talking with me. Thank you, Lord, that I'm hearing His voice. You know, that lifted me up. I mean, it didn't let me down, Brother Dan. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. about a song? Lord, confirm a message in a song. song just touches your heart. You start weeping, crying. Man, Lord, that's what I needed. You just start worshiping Him and singing unto Him and praising Him in the song. Someone else singing and ministering just like David did. How about the Scripture? You ever hear His voice in the Scripture? That verse came at the right time. And you questioned, you had it. Then he opened their eye. Then he opened, verse 45, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. 
That ever happened to you? You're like, man, I just didn't know the answer to that quite then. I didn't just get the realization of that. And all of a sudden, you open your book, and there it is, the answer. I'm not the only one that that's ever happened to. I, I can't be. Where you hear his voice, he hears yours. Maybe you hear his voice and his chastening. Amen. Pastor talked about that this morning. I'll point this out real quick. This is, uh, Jesus says this in verse number 17. What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? These guys are sad. God's dead. They haven't seen him. They don't know he's alive yet. Then these guys will pour out their heart unto the Lord and tell him, this is to our best of knowledge of the understanding that we have and this is why this, this goes. This is what happened. This is all we know. You know what God says? Oh, fools. And slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. (laughs) I'm not making it up. (laughs) I'm not making it up. That's what he says. Not the response I probably would have counseled somebody to give. (laughs) But when you're God, you can do that. But if you want to know God, you better receive it. Because they received it. Here's that heart attitude. And then they drew unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Is that your attitude when you get chastened? And I tell you what, I've been chastened by the Lord, and it hurts. But he loves you. If he didn't love him, he wouldn't have went in to tarry with him. The Lord's like, yeah, all right, you guys took it. That's a good attitude. I'm going to go and tarry with you now. Why don't you hear my voice just a little bit more? God loves who he chastens. And they liked him for it. Fourthly, I'd just like to say, and lastly, that he was made astonished, those that were made astonished by the people that see God. Verse number 34, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. You know, these guys were astonished after this. They went through it all. They took their chasing in. They they heard these voices. They, They heard the story of Mary. They came all the way down here. And then the Lord finally reveals himself to them. And they was astonished that they went a seven mile, seven and a half mile trip all the way back in the dark, having just the light of the Lord with them saying you know what God's alive and has appeared to us indeed and he's appeared unto Simon and Cleopas too also in verse number 18 those that see God he was known in the breaking of bread you ever what about just watching God bless somebody else you ever seen that Amen. I remember we was in a meeting up in Prineville, and this one pastor got up. Um, I'll just—I won't say his name—but he got up, and Brother Brad asked him to come up and preach. And he comes up to preach, and and uh, he was going through a bunch of stuff in his life, man. I'm talking. His wife wasn't being faithful. He's got two kids with this lady, and he's pastoring a church. And he got up, and all he did was he just—he couldn't even preach. He just said, "Here's what's on my heart." 
and he just started pouring out his heart. This was the service. This was a camp meeting, okay? 200-some people, and he just starts pouring out his heart. And the Holy Spirit of God was looking around me. And I was sitting right about there about where Gabriel's at. And the Holy Spirit kept in. He's just pouring out his guts, man. I'm talking. I mean, your wife's being unfaithful and you're telling the whole church this. I mean, we all there? That's some serious stuff. And the Holy Spirit's just telling me, you know, go up and give that man a hug. And I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Now I feel bad because, I mean, this guy's pouring out his whole guts the whole time. But I finally watched this one doctor, Jacoby, got up. After this guy was done spilling all his guts, Jacoby walked all the way from the back of the church, all the way to the front of the church, gave that man a hug. And I tell you what right now, if I'm lying, I'm dying. The Spirit of God moved through that whole service like you ain't never seen nothing ever before. I'm talking people hugging each other, people crying. Everybody came up and gave that guy a hug. I'm talking about being made astonished. I'm talking about people that seen God, people that hear his voice. That's what I'm talking about. I seen that same preacher the year out. He's the only he's the only one I remember preaching three sermons in a row. I can name every single one he preached three years in a row. He came back the next year, preached on the line, the scarlet line that came down from Joshua to Walls of Jericho. He preached on that. And that next year, you know what? He came back, had a new wife. Praise God. <laughs> and she was a lovely lady. Amen. I was like, wow, I got to see the Lord bless that guy. Right. Then the year after that, you, I think he was there. He preached on getting a boat. Right. Brother Brad's daughter got saved. The devil's working on him, but you know what? He just kept going, kept pushing on. I watched the Lord working. I don't even know that guy. He doesn't even know that I've ever even told that story. But I've seen it and I remembered it. Obedience too. Brother Joe Chancy. I'm sorry, but he's amazing. Amen. We'll just close with that. God bless obedience. Show us that story. God bless your obedience. You kids, God blesses obedience. And adults for that matter. I remember I got to teach, got a chance to show my son that. Silas. We went out hunting. This will be the last story. Went out hunting. He says, what do you want to do? So we get down there, this this piece of property, the guy's going to let us hunt on. And this guy told us specifically, he says, just Get out here. He told my son, just get out here. Walk around this way. Once you're done there, go this way. So he goes, what do you want to do, Dad? I go, let's just do what he said. Let's do what he said. Let's just obey what he said to do. So we get out. Do what he says. Walk down this path. Go down this path. All of a sudden, I didn't even see it. So I'm walking behind Silas. I got 9 millimeter and I got my cup of coffee and my binoculars. <laughs> That's what you do when hundreds of them run around. <laughs> I mean... I don't want to get off on something. The Lord's gonna, I, I, the Lord's gonna bless us. Yeah. I know it. I, ex, I don't say I expect it, but I, when you trust in the Lord, you just kind of. Anyhow, I can't explain it. I, I really can't. I don't. Anyhow, I don't want a bunny trail. He ends up shooting this deer. Big nice buck. You know what I mean? Shoots it. We get up there and 
you know, it's a big, nice four by three. We pull it out and after, after we, you know, it's all dead. We pull it out and it has this big old huge sticker coming off its eyes. You know what I mean? We didn't see it before because it was all kind of, his head was off in the stickers. You couldn't see it because it bled, it blended in so good with the sticks. But I remember me and my son, when we first pulled its head out, we both seen it. We both looked at each other right in the eyes. We went, yeah, you know what? We was made astonished. The Lord blessed us with that. It was, it was, it was really cool. But right after that, and I said, you want to know why the Lord blessed that? I said, you know what? We just did. We just being obedient. The Lord told us to go to this, and that's, that's what we do. We're just going to obey what this guy says. But you got to be obedient to the Lord. You ain't never going to be astonished like that. Being made astonished. First, there's people that, that look for God. When they're awake. Being made astonished. Secondly, people that found out He's alive in their walk. Thirdly, people made astonished. People that hear His voice and know Him in their word and His ways. People that made astonished people. Fourthly, that people that see God watching and waiting. And that last W, what? What makes you astonished? Pastor. Pastor.